0: as we learned, you know, through our process, like, uh, you know, everything gets adapted the way the force is placed upon it. So if you want that right adaptation, you got to create it. And again, you can only create so much in the gym with what we have. And again, we're always fighting gravity. And and again, that's always different, but...
1: Hello, and welcome to Think Fit, Be Fit Podcast. My name is Jennifer Schwartz. I am your hostess and the creator of the Think Fit, Be Fit Podcast Network, which is a network dedicated to effective exercise. We offer three shows on one feed that are the intersection of exercise mechanics, human movement science, and critical thinking we really invite you to think differently about fitness on this entire platform of three shows, and that is to see things from multiple perspectives and gain a deeper understanding of how things really work and how those things can help you achieve greater fitness, health, and wellness. Today, I have a colleague and friend and innovator with me, One uh, one someone I am looking to, to, that has completely changed my business and helped me break so many plateaus with myself and my clients. His name is Chris Verdi. He is the creator and uh, I want to say patent owner, because I think that's so exciting, of the Core Restore Training System. He's coming to us from Athens, Georgia. Hello, Chris. Thank you so much for coming back.
0: You're welcome, Jen. It's nice to be back as always.
1: Um, please introduce yourself if somebody didn't uh get our last episode from summer 2020.
0: Yeah, that was oh, wow, a little, <laughs> little over a year ago. seems yeah. like an eternity with everything going on, but anyway, <laughs> last time I was in New Jersey, so now I'm in Georgia, so there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, I am owner of my own business, uh core store LLC. um I am a fellow MIT rX practitioner, and that's how Jen and I met um i'm also a trainer and love every part of health and fitness possible i think both jen and i are out of the box thinkers and come from our own places of discovery with our own bodies and our own issues and um, through our own challenges have been taken on this road to uh, going to health and fitness to pass along what we found with ourselves and our practices onto our clients so i'm very happy to be back with jen today to discuss where i am And I'll just like to say this little thing, too. She is the first person Mm -hmm. that bought my training system, which I say thank you very much. Uh, (laughs) And I'm very thrilled and proud. And she's been awesome in the support of everything I've done so far. So I'll let Jen take it from here.
1: Uh, Thank you. (laughs) I love having that uh, title. I'm totally (laughs) just excited every day to go to work and uh, put this system to work. And that, you know, that's really the motivation behind uh, asking you to come back on this show because our first one wasn't missing anything, in my opinion. We went through, you A know, lot. different, yeah, we went through muscle stabilization. We went through chronic pain. We went through the healing of from back pain and um, all these different outcomes of clients you had been working with and uh and pelvic floor dysfunction. So, not that episode did not lack anything. However, now that I'm integrating the system into my care and with my clients, I think it's a great time to revisit what people need to know before they start using the system. And um, I also want to conquer a big myth about core training in general. Um, this is a very A fun topic for me. Uh, I think it's so great that we're able to share our knowledge and experience in showing people what's under the um, fast food bullshit of the fitness industry. And, um, you know, I I came across this really interesting uh, guest that was on Joe Rogan recently. Um, His name's Alan likowitz and he's a religion and philosophy professor here in virginia actually and he was talking about processed information versus processed food and i was just like oh i feel that you know because like processed information is boiled down and just given it to us in these like uh, palatable sound bites, or, you know, just munchies. And then we get accustomed to the munchies. And, you know, when it comes to the work that we do, we see so much more to fitness and exercise than just these like, you know, 36 best ab exercises that you have to do. That long list of exercise, of especially the core training ones. This This seems to be like the perpetrator of a lot of problems in the fitness education industry um, area. And so I am so glad to, one, show people how to do it differently. And now we can educate uh, from our experience, from our perspective, uh, that we see so much more in the body and in exercise. So Anyways, I already did a whole solo cast on this. It was forty minutes long, so you guys, um, I'm going to take a back seat here. Um, <laughs> do you want to start with the this big training myth that one muscle is more important than the other, or one exercise is more important than the other when it comes to uh, working out our core or core right. training?
0: Right. Well, I'll first start off with. I mean, the, to me, it's like it's it's about balance. And we know that it's never just one thing. Um, and, and to think it's one thing is, is pretty simplistic to blame it on. A lot of it's blamed on soas or blamed on performance or your overactive glute max or whatever. But again, it's, you know, again, that's a place to start but it's certainly not a place to stay. Um, um, and I think through the course of our work through MAT, um, through a course of incorporating MAT into our training practices, and really seeing how the core is really not just your abs or you know, like, like everyone's concentrating on the abs I want that, you know, that six pack, then actually it's actually a 10 pack. Mm-hmm. Um, but um actually it's a 12 pack. Um so uh but anyway, so I, I digress a little bit. But um so when I started looking at the core, core restore, and for me it was because it stems from my back fusion. So when I had a, I had a back fusion when I was a kid. Um, once I had that, it really just literally destroyed the ability for my, uh, core to actually, or my, I would say my, my abdomen, the muscles within my abdomen to really develop. Um, it really, uh, that fusion, uh, took all allowed the strength away from my core. And that's where I ended up having problem after problem after problem was really my ab muscles. And what were overworking for me was the back muscles. And that's where I could get big and strong, but I could never really connect with my core. So as I started working with MAT and as I started going through stuff and seeing some of my clients and myself, and I'm like, well, I think, you know, anything that really attaches to any part of the spine is probably pretty much part of the core because there's every muscle has some kind of role in every part of the, 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 the movement structure. So to, to list it as a muscle causing everything is just too simplistic and it's really not going to get you anywhere and it's really going to focus you in the complete wrong direction so and that's what we learned with mat that you know we're looking for identifying muscle weakness we're not looking for the pain the tightness all this kind of stuff and you know the weakness actually causes everything so how do you address those weaknesses and you know we've addressed that with mat and activation and all that good stuff and that's great and, you know, it's a lot of work for us as practitioners and, you know, our clients are on the tables and they're, you know, they're sitting there. A lot of them are, as they learn the process, it's a process and it's something you have to engage in. Like you're not just laying there like a massage. It's something you have to participate because there's muscle testing. And, and again, the clients I like the most are the clients that like to learn about their bodies, like to talk about health, like to have conversations about how they can be better because we only see them for a short t- amount of time that week or, or that month. So <laughs> as I started going through it and started realizing as I was doing this work, I was having so many issues just trying to keep my body stable when working on clients. So then you know I started going into this whole thing and trying to think of, you know, what is actually like going on within my core because I'm activating all my muscles, I'm getting activated and stuff, but I'm still having some issues. so so that's where I started thinking I'm like, okay, how can I actively do some of the stuff that we're doing on the table or how can I, have the right stimulation to work within the stabilization characteristics of muscle, and so I'm very fortunate that my dad is a mechanical uh, engineer. So I had him to bounce all my ideas off of because you know we're biomechanical engineers, we work with the body. My dad works with inanimate objects, so we started talking and stuff, and I kind of knew what I wanted. And through the process, we you know I developed this pulley that this pulley gives the right stimulation for training the stabilization characteristics of muscle. So. As I find, I'm incorporating the Core Restore training system into my practice. Like I'm getting it activated. I'm getting my clients feeling better with MAT. And as soon as I can start to train, I start to train them and and kind of see what <clears throat> is actually um, from the table. Like what they actually can do or not do. And it was pretty surprising with some of my clients that you mm-hmm. know I'm working on all this. You know uh, I'm working on rotation, flexion. Uh, hip flexion, all this stuff, and I'm like, wow, some of the people are really having trouble connecting that motion, like actually doing the motion themselves, so that's what was really cool, and then I could start to see, as I start going through some of these main movements, I was getting real, I think, core stabilization really, really going, because now that I've had them activated, now I'm actually strengthening, really training those fibers to stay firing, because that's my Ooh. goal. I want those fibers to fire as much as you can because people will do stuff all the time to shut them down. I want to see how I can keep them going. That's where Mm -hmm. I think my practice has gone, and that's what's been really exciting. So to your point and to some of your listeners' points, it's never one muscle. Mm -hmm. There really is any muscle that attaches to the spine, and for me, I have that little fusion for my sacrum to lumbar spine, so it's really anything that attaches to my hip. (laughs) And I have that as well. So I also have that as well. So I have a little added extra core stuff going on. And if I have anything going on within my hips, my neck, my trunk, my pelvis, it really, really throws me in more of a loop than say your average person. And I think that's where I as a practitioner and studying the human body and movement have really pushed myself to really figure out like, how do I work with, with what I have and how do I make those gains greater? And those gains have become greater when I'm actively doing a lot of motion. And then it translates in the gym, which is really fantastic.
1: Mm. Um, yeah, wow. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, we come from that similar place of discovery and, you know, working on things ourselves. But also having a framework to think about the body and how we see the body. So I do want to come back to, I have one comment and I want to come back to direction of force. Okay. And what that means for like a core exercise, right? And so um, the one thing I did want to comment on was um, you said you had your fusion, right? L4, L5. Into S1, right? Uh, it was so, actually uh,
0: S1, L5. So when I had one fusion, thank
1: goodness. Okay, yeah. L5, S1. Yes. So I'm going to challenge the listeners here. If you know someone that's had a lower lumbar fusion or have one yourself, um, now picture your hips and back almost as the same joint. Is that, you know, like, and... So it's not just, they're, uh, they are, I don't know what to say. If they, It doesn't sound like they're fixing anything, but they're fixating something to another part of your body to gain stability. And then they say, okay, strengthen your core, go, you know? Right. And so then the normal crunch, okay, so let's go put ourselves in the gym visually and, and think about the the spinal flexion that it takes to create a crunch um, the beginning of a sit up now if you have that fusion then you're this is a this is a hip dominant motion if you're trying to get any flexion almost at all i mean you'll get a tiny bit i yeah so i mean i'm just kind of you're what you guys are listening to me working through something in my brain, and that's how I think, and I just think that is really interesting, and I wanted to share it, so let's go back to line of direction of force and exercise. Um, we definitely have a big conversation there because this, the the Core Restore training system offers 360 degrees of resistance challenge to the user.
0: Right, and different angles of force, yeah. Yes, it's- as we learned, you know, through our process, like, uh, you know, everything gets adapted the way the force is placed upon it. So if you want that right adaptation, you got to create it. And again, you can only create so much in the gym with what we have. And again, we're always fighting gravity. And and again, that's always different. But when, you know, when I looked at, you know, really trying to create this uh, product or this uh, training system You know, and I think a big thing really kicked in with me when uh, back when I was in class um, uh, uh, doing the RX training internship and Megan Labia uh, was our teacher and she had started talking about ARCs and we had talked about ARCs before, but you know, you can hear something a million times and then someone says it and it's like, boom, light bulb, all this stuff. And as soon as she was talking about that, it just made so much more sense to me because I was loading my stuff you know, more straight on with no arc. And I was like, and as soon as I did that, I really did change the game. So as I developed the training system, you know, the, the pulleys slide up and down, the pulleys can come off. Um, I'm always trying to get that right angle of force because you have to have that right angle of force for that true adaptation of what you want. And so that is key in, in, in training, especially for the stabilization characteristics, because as we know, it takes very little force to shut those down. And it takes too much force in a lot of ways or the wrong direction of force that shuts that down. So we're trying to not shut it down. We're trying to keep that going and trying to keep that stabilization characteristics, increasing their ability to function and keeping us stable. Because again, with my fusion, I have all these little things all the time. And the more that I really get into what I'm doing, because, you know, I spent the last 15, 14 years developing it. And I'd say in the last two years has been when I really started doing my own research because I had more time with everything that happened. So I had a lot more time to do. And then when I moved to Georgia, I don't have the luxury of seeing someone that does RX, except when I see Jen once in a while. But then I had to really figure out, I want to keep my body as stable and as functioning as possible. And that was really my goal. And having that direct line of force is imperative. It's one of the things I talk about in my training. It's one of the things that are in my manual. Um, And it's one of those things that you really have to, kind of understand in order to get the result you want.
1: Mm, yeah. And when you say understand, uh, you mean understand that uh, getting, I guess, a good line of force th- with the resistance, um, understand what of it? What do you mean?
0: Understand uh, the uh, that's a good question. So I guess what I, I, I'm trying to say is that when, say, I line up my pulleys, which mm-hmm. my train system is behind me. There it is. Right? There it is mm-hmm. um, with my skeleton and my body gear. Uh-huh. So say I'm going to do trunk flexion, right? I guess the best thing I can do is by example, or at least show, or at least tell you an example. So I'll have my body gear on, and then what I do is I load the pulleys here, Um, a little bit below my shoulders here from the back in an arc. So as I come down and into trunk flexion, that line of force is helping me create that movement. So I'm going with the move. So I'm lining up with the movement because I'm telling you know, because again, everything happens within a circle. So if (laughs) I'm going to create that circle, I have to have that in a way so I can better understand the exercise. Cause I can't tell you how many people I've trained, when they try to flex their trunk, they just go out or they (laughs) sit down because they're they're so stuck in extension Mm -hmm. that their trunk flexion is here. Mm -hmm. So there's all those things that you have to kind of work, not around, work through to improve in order to get them to be able to do the exercise. So having the right, correct line of force really helps you create the exercise and the stimulation that you want for the exercise. So your client can feel that stimulation and understand that, Oh this is how I move into trunk flexion and that's really one of the main goals of uh the core store training system is really to teach people how to move and mm-hmm. that's why I would say it's like it's not how, it's not it's not about moving it's well it is about moving but it's not about just moving is about how and what is moving that is so important it's just like reading and writing if we were taught this stuff as young kids and like say we had pt courses or not P, uh, PE courses and, and and we had all these training these these learning how to move your trunk how to move your pelvis all that kind of stuff we would be in a totally different state you know we'd be so much more educated and i think that's what you and i do all the time as we are educating our clients about really about where fitness begins because it's not about moving a bunch of weight it's about how your body is actually moving how that force is being adapted through your body and is your body in a good position to actually absorb that force in a positive mm. way and that's yeah. that's kind of where we're at
1: yeah no i think um you know if i had to underline one sentence there it was like you know thinking <clears throat> thinking about the direction of force as creating the arc um, in in relation to it. And like, that's the thing that can really um, help my, help our joints just move better because we know that there's something really special about giving people um, muscle, really precise muscle stimulation. Yes. And, um, when they can feel that motion and perform that motion, it is, that's the game changer, you know, that we, you and I are seeing. Um, the other thing is, um, I have to say so this is going to make you laugh. Okay. <laughs> um, you said Megan, Megan Laba. you said yeah. Lavia.
0: Oh sorry. Sorry, Megan. <laughs> well, we know why that is.
1: Oh, that is so funny. Um, and then uh, I'm so bad
0: with words and names. I'm always yeah always make up stuff and say well, I know
1: that as your friend, but like we I just oh, want I'm to- sorry,
0: Megan. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Hopefully she can laugh at it. But
1: yeah. anyways, um so And then I, you know, I wanted to comment on another myth that I covered in our, um, in the last episode, which is just called core training myths. And one of those is that um, I was talking about, um, you know, what this one muscle not being better than the other and one, you know, uh, one exercise being superior than another. And it made me think like all of us have, can only do what's available to our structure. And when it comes to this like lumbar area and pelvic flex uh, pelvic tilting. So most of us know it as scooping your butt or like tilting posterior or anteriorly with the pelvis, which also is spinal flexion, spinal extension. Those, those motions are so different on everybody on kind of on a very structural level, like, Um, And and that means like the height of, you know, each vertebrae to the disc health to um, how much space is in between their ribs and and, you know, how what different each component of the sacrum and the iliac, like all those can be different sizes and therefore different you know, motions available to that skeleton, to that operator, to that person. So, you know, I just think, um, unless we're really, you know, teaching someone what those motions are, how can we expect them to perform exercise with, um, some, you know, efficacy and effectiveness and, you know, and I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, you know, we have to meet people where they're at. I don't, think perfect movement is the solution to anything i'm saying um you know if you're uh trying to treat yourself and keep yourself moving um learning about this like motion you know one by one can be incredibly beneficial you know yeah we can compensate of course and it's so useful but we just you know there's just so much of that we can get away with if we're going to perform at a high level in the skeleton that we have, the, you know, the one that we get. Um,
0: I mean, I I can't tell you how many people I I work with that have no idea how to access a pelvic tilt. It's true.
1: Yeah. It's really, that's
0: basic basic movement. Yeah. that's, That's squat, that's sitting, that's, that's, it's everything It's coming up from a squat. It's everything that we do. And and people have a real hard time with that, and that's one thing that's really, really exciting with the system because you can really isolate. And then once you isolate, get people to actually do emotion. Then once you start to integrate different planes of motion within that one section or two sections or whatever, then it's it starts to be a game changer because you see all these variations, and then we work to uh, resolve those variations by getting you symmetrical, symmetrical again.
1: Mm. Yeah. Um, well, you know, yeah, back to, you know, you just spark something here, mm-hmm. uh, thinking about symmetry, you know, um, not that I think, you know, and this was in your training material, like mm-hmm. not that training for symmetry is the goal all the time. No. You know, we have to train for what our body has.
0: Right. And, and a perfect yeah. example of that was, if you like, I have a client that came in in New Jersey, older gentleman, um, about 80 years old, and I started working him on my training system. And I'm like, well, his pelvis is not moving. No matter what I do is not moving, not any plane, not how I load or how I take it off, nothing. And I thought, you know, I'm just going to meet him where he is. And all I started doing, so he came in hunched over and his gait was really short. And just by working within what he had, not worrying about changing any asymmetrical motion, mm. just working with what he had, all of a sudden, by the end of the session, his wife is sitting there. She's like, John, you're walking straighter. Your gait's longer. And that's all we did. I just met him exactly where he Mm -hmm. is. So three or four sessions later, I start to get the pelvis to move a little bit. So again, you're exactly right. I'm not looking for a perfect symmetry all the time, because that's, um, that is, that is not something that, you know, that is plausible with uh, most people. But again, I I hone in on it a little bit more because of my personal experience. Mm -hmm. Because again, if I'm off somewhat, I feel it big time. It's not something where I can ignore in my body. And that's Mm -hmm. why MAT spoke so much to me Mm -hmm. because I didn't understand that when my pelvis is rotated and elevated and tilted and it's there and it's not moving anywhere or keeps going back to that spot... Why do I keep getting hurt? Well, that's a reason that people do get hurt. I'm not saying it's always a symmetrical or asymmetrical reason, Mm -hmm. but again, it comes to force. It's like, if I want to produce more force in both sides of my movement, I want it as symmetrical as I can, can, then I can build up the elasticity within that range of motion so I can build more force to go into whatever position or ever exercise I'm doing.
1: Yeah. I mean, the true definition of stability is being able to get back to where you came from basically. Okay. So yeah. that's you get, what i am
0: trying to do for yep. <laughs> X number of years since I was a kid. <laughs> so.
1: Yeah. So I mean that in one way we're training for stability, I'd say, oh, yeah. it, you know, yeah.
0: I, yeah. yeah. So I can go out and do strength, you know, that's, yeah. what, that's what I love. I love strength exercises. I love full body exercises. And, and when I had the fusion that took it away, mm. it took it away. And so that has been my goal and I'm definitely getting there and I've done a lot. So it's, it's very exciting.
1: Mm. That was part one of the second interview with Christopher Verdi, the creator of the Core Restore training system. Head on over to core-restore.com to check out the um, I don't, the science behind the training apparatus, some success stories, and um, you know to contact them about one of the few remaining available apparatus you know systems available they will be creating more in the next year however they have already um, they have a few left ready to sell and be installed in your rehab or fitness practice so please do not hesitate to contact them and they have been just so amazing in helping me integrate this into my business So that is core-restore.com or email at info at core-restore.com. Also, if you are uh, interested in staying on top of all the shows that we're producing and all the conversations that we're having, be sure to sign up for the newsletter at thinkfitbefitpodcast.com. If you want to uh, hang out with us on live, we do a live every Monday for the podcast network over at my Instagram at Jennifer underscore Simone underscore Schwartz. And we also have the think fit, be fit podcast network on social media at think underscore podcast. We would be just so delighted to receive some more reviews on Apple I know that you guys love this content. We get a lot of feedback on our social media. However, I am, we are not getting that many reviews, so please do us a favor and tell us what you're learning, tell us what you're enjoying, I, even three words, <laughs> hey, this is a great podcast, would be just wonderful to receive on the reviews for Apple. So... Anyways, I look forward to your questions on this one. I look forward to sharing more success stories on um, with my experience as a core restore training system operator and owner. But um, and, you know, if you have any questions you near in the D.C. area, we will be having an open house early in the year. But we also do have some availability to work with us in person on this incredibly Um, innovative apparatus. So look forward to hearing from you and have a great week.